Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Election College, Episode 77, The Election of 2012. And this election, the super popular incumbent, comes back for a second term. Let's throw a political party. Face it, the political scene sucks, but did it always? It's time for election college, and class is in session. Now, your hosts, Jason Goff and Ben Smith. Jason, Barack Obama, the first African-American president of the United States, it's still pretty popular, and uh, it's time to run again for president. Yeah, so welcome, 2012. Yeah, it's uh, kind of a crazy time because there's all sorts of talk about the recession that's kind of still uh, still lingering. Uh, hit hit hard in 2008, but we're not fully recovered from it in 2012. You've got lots of talk about different insurance programs about healthcare, foreign policy, the Iraq war is kind of we're trying to get things wrapped up there and there's just a lot of stuff to talk about and argue over quite frankly. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like when 2012 comes around, you're really seeing what the difference is between an administration that would have a Republican at the helm. Uh, versus a Democratic one. So I would imagine that Democrats are pretty happy with what the president is doing. Yeah, one thing that the uh, Democrats are not happy about is that um, the Electoral College, every now and then, we, we should do an episode on this, Jason. See, now that we know we have to do more episodes, it's like I just keep thinking of more things every time I read about it. But uh, we should do an episode on how the Electoral College can change based on the census. Yeah, it's really important that you participate in the census. Not only is it the law that you must, but it does have a big impact on presidential elections and how many seats in Congress you're going to have and so on. Right, yeah. So in the 2010 census, 10 states actually lose electoral college votes. And so the Democratic Party gets... A, a net loss, an overall net loss of about six. Well, not about. I constantly do that. Six electoral votes uh, <laughs> won by Democratic nominees in the past elections. So um, it actually, uh, in theory, hurts the Democrats to some extent. Right. Because the Republican Party gained six votes. Exactly. So, Ben, let's talk about the Democrats, shall we? I think that's a great idea. So, Obama. He is really hard-pressed to find anybody to run against him. I mean, who's going to do that? Yeah, I don't know if anybody popped up against him. Nope, he's I the man. I don't remember. Yeah, he's yeah. he's the guy. Uh, so that 
uh, I guess that's pretty boring, right? Uh, yeah, we got, sorry. We got Obama and Biden. <laughs> yeah, if you're a Democrat, um, it's nothing against you. It's just there's just not a lot to say. But the Republican Party, man. Yeah. <laughs> we got some stuff to talk about with them. You are you are gonna love this episode. Yeah. <laughs> so at the beginning of the nomination process in the early stages, Ron Paul pops up. He is actually a libertarian nominee from way back. And um Tim Polenti, the governor of Minnesota, or at least the former governor of Minnesota, he actually was part of John McCain's campaign in two thousand eight. And running against John McCain was Mitt Romney and also Newt Gingrich. Hey, I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. So the first debate was back in May and Herman Cain and Gary Johnson, Ron Paul, Tim Pawlenty and Rick Santorum were in the debate and that was it. (laughs) So. Just in case it didn't seem like any of those people made it very far in the campaign. Um, yeah, <laughs> there was a debate with these guys and not much happened. So another debate took place a little bit later and that had Newt Gingrich, Mitt Romney, John Huntsman and Michelle Bachman uh, participating. So, there was a whole slew of debates and there were debates where front runners were not invited or just didn't show up. And there were debates where only front runners were taking part all in all. There were like 13 debates before Iowa. That's insane because usually, um, usually there aren't that many, but there are plenty between, you know, the beginning of everything and the actual nomination but before Iowa, the first of many votes, there's like 13 debates already, which is outrageous. Lots of people fighting for the nomination for sure. Yeah. So going into Iowa, it really looked like Romney was the likely establishment nominee. Um, you had some anti-Romney candidates. Um, one Now, this is crazy. Donald Trump was actually a candidate for president that he that's that's different because i mean donald trump's a business guy so yeah and then you had and chris christie and rick perry who's the texas governor and um herman cain and newt gingrich they were around still yeah and so uh herman cain actually withdraws he's actually got a, a good bit of support uh early on but he ends up withdrawing because of some scandals and controversy and that was right after he'd gotten on to the ballot which is a, a complicated process but he'd gotten onto the ballot in a few states and um gary johnson he he wasn't really allowed to get into any of the debates it was hard uh, to get the support so he withdraws and again the libertarian party picks him up just like they always do yeah so so what ends up happening with the first three major caucus and primaries is what would you say is plural for caucus caucus is it i don't know caucuses We don't know what we're talking about, Ben. No. Let us know. Yeah. So, I mean, I've heard the Iowa 
caucus be called the Hawkeye Cockeye, but I think that's just because right. they like the way it sounds. But I did not <laughs> like that coming out of my mouth. That just didn't sound right. So anyway, you got Ron Paul, and he wins the Iowa caucus. And Mitt Romney wins New Hampshire, and Newt Gingrich wins South Carolina by like a really big margin. So this is the only time that at least in modern history, three different candidates win the first three states. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, totally. Uh, it's very much split. And, um, well, you know, what happens when you split the votes? Uh, nobody's as as uh, <laughs> persuasive as anybody could be. So um, there was some mix up with different delegate projections and and who should get what? Some accountants probably had trouble with their math, I suppose. And so a bunch of people just start dropping out at this point. Uh, Bachman withdraws. She's sixth in the in the uh, caucuses. Uh, Huntsman withdraws because uh, third place in New Hampshire. Perry drops out after South Carolina happens. Santorum was originally only going to run like one state, which was Iowa, and then nobody was supporting Santorum. So he's like, okay, well, I guess that's it. Oh, wait, uh, three states on uh, Super Tuesday come out and put me ahead of Romney. What? Wait, what? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's just going back and forth all over the place early on. Um, even Gingrich, he's hanging in there and he's like, hey, I'm the last conservative standing. <laughs> Yeah. And he ends up dropping out. Right. And you and you say that because a lot of a lot of Republicans, a lot of conservatives look at Mitt Romney uh from Massachusetts and they're like, nah, he's too liberal. He's too moderate. We don't want him. And f- only four years prior, Mitt Romney's seen as like a conservative powerhouse. So it's really interesting the way that public perception changes in a short time. Yeah. So by the time the convention rolls around it's pretty well known that romney's gonna be the nominee and alas august happens the rnc convenes and romney accepts the nomination yeah and right behind them is paul ryan uh as the vice presidential nominee for the the election on the republican side yeah so believe it or not you did have the Libertarian Party, the Green Party, the Constitution Party, the Justice Party. Well, there's a new which, one. Oh, by the way, the Justice Party, their candidate, Rocky Anderson. And he was a former mayor of Salt Lake City. He actually was a founding member of the Justice Party. Yeah. And, and I'm just thinking, if your name is Rocky, I mean, come on. I got to vote for that. <laughs> I mentioned the Justice Party was new. They popped up in November of 2011, and um, well, it's kind of like it's kind of like every third party. They they're the opposite of the other two parties, which is hard to, hard to be opposite of two differing things. But um, you know, third parties pop up simply because they're tired of the other parties. So yeah, there they are. Oh, guess what? <laughs> What's that, Jason? <laughs> there is. There, there are two major parties, and, and they're running against each other. You got Obama-Biden ticket for the Democrats, and you got the Romney-Ryan tickets 
for ticket <laughs> for the Republicans. For some reason, Ben, whenever I see that Romney um, Ryan logo, uh-huh. I think of the guy who got the logo tattooed on his face. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't remember this. You need to Google it. <laughs> oh, man. And I mean, like big half of his face has that RR logo on it. Hey, this is totally um, unrelated uh, other than what you just said. And I don't, I haven't fact checked it. So I don't know if it's true. One of my employees told me this uh, last evening. Did you know that in America you're considered uh, legally insane if you have a face tattoo? Really? That's what he said. Again, I don't know if it's true. It sounds true, but (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) I'm speechless, but (laughs) somebody's going to have to look that up and and let us know because I will have forgotten. Yeah, me too. By the time. I forgot it until I just said it, as a matter of fact. (laughs) So... Anyway, if you see a guy walking around with a Romney Ryan tattoo on his face, just go up to him and give him a hug. Yeah, he probably needs it. Oh, because. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why? Well, in the uh, in the election, Romney Ryan, they lose. They lose to Barack Obama, who gets 51 percent of the popular vote. Romney actually gets uh, about 47 percent of the popular vote, which isn't terribly bad considering um, where he was at in the polls beforehand. But the electoral vote goes 332 to Barack Obama, 206 to Mitt Romney. So Obama is the incumbent and still the president. Hey, Ben. Yeah. There are like all kinds of funny slogans and funny things that were said in this election. And I had forgotten completely about this one. I think a lot of us had heard or can remember when Romney said, you didn't build that. And that was when um, Obama was saying something about the economy and how uh-huh. he was a rock star. And the Romney campaign was like, um, no, you're not good for small business. And so when the Republicans convened, they were like, you didn't build that. We built it. <laughs> well, <laughs> my favorite is binders full of women yeah do you remember yeah. that i do remember it um mitt romney was talking about how uh they had a huge long list of candidates that were female that he had used to uh to choose some of his cabinet members when he was governor of massachusetts and so he's talking about how he has this list and he calls it binders full of women <laughs> and of course He's trying to talk about how he believes women should have just as much of a shot at being in office or or whatever the case is as men. And instead, it comes off incredibly sexist (laughs) that he just has books full of women. Um, So, yeah, that was a that's still a funny one that I hear mentioned and thrown around quite a bit. Yeah, it was actually um, back in 2013. It was a category on Jeopardy. Yeah. And the category is titled a binder full of women. (laughs) (laughs) And like, um, yeah, it probably was difficult even for the staunchest female supporter (laughs) of Romney to, to vote for him. Yeah. (laughs) Certainly there were better phrases list full of women. I don't know anything besides binder. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. 
Hey, Jason, this is the last election other than the current one. Yeah. Like the, the one that's happening right now that we're not going to cover till it's over probably. But what do we do now? Oh, my goodness. Is election college going to exist after this? We're shutting it down. Just no, kidding. <laughs> hey, we wanted to thank everybody who participated in the survey that we had uh, several weeks ago. Actually, it's been more like a month ago. That was extremely helpful to us. You provided great input as to some topics that you would like to hear from us and different podcasts. So not even just election college, but just different podcasts altogether that you would like to hear from us. So thank you for that. We are certainly certainly taking all of those comments to heart. And I'm excited about a new era of election college. Yeah, we're going to keep talking about things related to elections, at least for a while, and then we'll see where things take us. But if you have any ideas that you haven't mentioned already, or if you have and you want to mention them again, that's fine too. You can shout those out to us on one of our social media platforms at Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, whatever works best for you, or even send us an email to contact at electioncollege.com. Letting us know what you want to hear us talk about. We've got some great ideas, such as um, more discussion on uh, suffrage, women's suffrage, minority suffrage. Uh, we've got ideas about uh, things like Super Tuesday and uh, delegate counts from different districts. Uh, so there's all sorts of different things that we have in mind to discuss. But if you have something that you want to make sure we discuss, tell us. Yeah. So think of heading over to Twitter or Facebook or even Instagram if you'd like. And think of it as if you're placing a vote in a ballot box because we hear you and we are always going to be, I'm sure, looking for new topics to talk about. Um, nothing is going to change as far as the length of the episodes. We're going to try to keep it, oh, about 25 to 35 minutes long. We will be releasing our podcasts on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So nothing is going to change as far as that goes. Stay subscribed. Yeah. And we would love to hear your comments, especially as we end this era of election college Go ahead, give us a star rating um, that really helps us get the podcast in front of more people just like you who are interested in the topic of U.S. presidential election history. And as you know, there are a lot of podcasts popping up by major media outlets. And let's face it, you don't want to hear from a major media outlet. You want to hear from Jason and Ben. That's right. Yeah, we're totally independent, uh, and we like it that way. It's kind of fun. So uh, feel free to listen to whatever podcast you want, but when you are helping to support one, whether that's through telling your friends about it or leaving a review or, hey, using our Amazon link at electioncollege.com slash Amazon, uh, remember that Jason and Ben need your support <laughs> because we're not funded by uh, a super PAC. Oh, yeah that could be a good episode that would be a good episode hey well uh thanks for listening and thanks for indulging us throughout these um last episodes of uh, uh these last what 77 episodes of election college where we've talked about the different races we plan on diving into some of them a little more in depth as well 
And uh, like we said before, stay tuned. We are incredibly impressed with our growth, the huge amount of listeners that we have gotten. And we consider it a privilege to talk to you twice a week, every week. Yeah. And we'll see you again very soon. See ya.